Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Raise dancing. It's time to dance. Get up, people. The music I think you're doing a lot of stretches before you get on a seven-hour drive. You got that right. You got that right. Oh, stretch me. it out, people. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Uh, all right. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, Ray, and now Steve Jordahl. I'm not Steve. Normal, normally, or oftentimes, Paisley Jordahl. Just wearing a very standard blue shirt today. It's kind of disappointing, actually. Sartor- sartorial elegance is hard to maintain. And also hard to say. Oh, also hard what to say. The, what was the first word you said? Sartorial. Can you define that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's having to do with dressing and clothing. I'm going to have to buy a bowel on that one. Uh, I, huh? I will look up the exact definition for you. Uh, you know, relating I, to tailoring clothes or style of dress, sartorial. Cool. I didn't. I've never heard that know, word my I, whole life. I've, I've heard the word, but I did not know what it meant. S a r t o r i a l, sartorial. So it is an adjective used to describe someone who's uh, who is f- very fashionable, or ah, it's a sartorial elegance. It's what it uses, actually. Okay. <laughs> nice. I, had, nice. I didn't look that up until just now, but yes. I guess there's probably a reason why my wife has never used that to describe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say. Um, I don't know any man I've ever known who you could apply the word elegance to. <laughs> and not me. Huh? All right. Uh, thanks for listening to the program, everybody. Today's I gotta, issue. I got to tell you, it would be insulting to me if you ever called me <laughs> elegant. We've <laughs> <laughs> known take, each other a long time, Tim, right. but that would hurt. That kind of takes away, that, that cuts up your man card right there, <laughs> doesn't it? Somebody calls you elegant. That Ed, I am not elegant. I am not elegant. <laughs> Quit not, calling me that. Not. <laughs> um, all right. So where were we? Yeah, Steve Jordan. Oh, you had yeah, something hey. you wanted to come back with. Yeah, I'll, I'll save it for another time. Okay. I probably need to run it by you before I say it oh. on the radio. <laughs> it's one of those things you go, maybe I should or shouldn't say. And okay. Does it have to do with you, calling you, him elegant? It's funny, but I don't want to say it right now. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll save it and run it by Ed after the show. Okay. I'll, I'll, I will. Sorry I will, for. I will use my elegant perspective on it, and we'll see if it's. Go, Steve. Right, Steve. Well, I have an admission. I have come to the realization that solar power is the future, but it will not happen overnight. All right, I, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh, is that elegant, Steve? You think that's wait elegant? Minute, wait a minute. Okay, that's good. That's good. Steve. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> that's good. It will not happen overnight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because the sun's not <laughs> out. Yeah, there right. you go. To yeah, we'll your point, up. That's on the point, verge uh, of being a J.J. Jasper joke. This point, it uh, might be a J.J. Jasper joke. Who knows? The quote, the quote from Dumb and Dumber, you have to pardon my colleague. He's a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it, but I'll get it at lunch. No, it's not going to happen overnight because the sun's not out. So, uh, so oh, solar like, power. It's, it's like right. the people that say we're going to the sun, but we're going at night. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was that was about a, a six, a five or six, Steve, six but it was five. clever. That was we'll not take, a five. We'll I'm sorry. It wasn't a that five. Was we'll Come at a scale of one to ten. That's a one ten or being a the two. Best. A one or two. A one or a two. Oh, now, you have had better ones. But. Such a 
Yeah. It's a hard crowd today. Hey, let's yeah, yeah. crowd. I'm not elegant. You want, a, you want an elegant hey, critic, you want, you're going to move along down the road. If you want some top-notch corn, you need to go hang out with J.J. I will. Okay, I'll, go have lunch with J.J. I'm going to go schedule some time with J.J. here. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got the, la- the latest <clears throat> drop of the latest Twitter files. Um, journalist Matt Taibbi is, uh, Who? has released it. Matt Taibbi. Yeah, that's the one that they, he's they the uh, first one I think that was that Elon uh, Musk. Yeah, well he's back, and this one has to do with what they're calling the censorship industrial complex, the the relationship between the government and the uh, social media companies is deeper and more regular than we thought. And it's interesting they have a board they appointed a board, and on the board was Katie Couric and Prince Harry. <laughs> Katie Couric, Katie Couric, reporter, <laughs> and Prince Harry. I don't know why. It's just an honorary position for him, I guess. But this is what I thought was so interesting. (laughs) They are concerned about, in in one instance, they're concerned about true content that might promote vaccine hesitancy. Viral posts of individuals expressing vaccine hesitancy or stories of true vaccine side effects. Content is not clearly or or disinformation, but maybe malinformation also included in the bucket are often true posts which could fuel hesitancy, such as individual countries banning certain vaccines. They were, that's what they were looking out for. That's that. That's oh man, I that that when you had countries in Europe that were banning the use of the some of these vaccines. Now, I, I, they may have been their own versions over there. I don't know. But if is that a reference to these uh, young men under thirty who uh, they said don't. Give these vaccines. We don't. Yeah, we don't it's, know. that it's anything that was true, but you couldn't even post that. Yeah, well, uh, the the fact that vaccines might have side effects. So you what were not allowed men? to post that, even though this was they, they actually going on. Yes, they they didn't want those out there. The other thing that I I picked away is uh, this the um, their um, the group which is taxpayer funded uh, because it's government uh, and the the Twitter people said that the state should have total access to data to make sharing speech easier speech offenders should be put in a holding area and the government should promptly restrict disinformation even if it means losing some freedom who said this this is the twitter files their taxpayer backed conclusion the conclusion of this censorship industrial complex their 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 board this was but this was internally inside twitter well, it was Elon a regular Musk meeting between Twitter and the government. Ray, I got to tell you that that's out that's outrageous. I, I I know we use that word so often. I, I I hesitate to try to you know to use those kinds of words, but for for this board and these folks to say the government should be the arbiter of what's allowed out there, even if it means taking away our speech and our, our ability to freely express ourselves and our opinions. There's no stopping place once you have once you have bought the criteria that the government gets decide to decide what is truth and what isn't. There's no stopping place. You know, in those files that Steve was reading excerpts from, there was a little little word. I don't think I've ever heard it before. We all know information. Sartorial. We know mal- we know disinformation. That one. That mal malinformation. Mal- that's yeah. that's. I, I've heard, I have heard that misinformation. The person who is putting it out might just be wrong. Right. Malinformation is when they're putting out the wrong information 
with bad intentions. That's what malinformation. Or in this case, the right information with bad intentions. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean they would, what, they would what, say what, it's from, not. From the standpoint of Twitter, they're saying this information is true, but we do not want it shared. It's not just mm-hmm. – it's one thing to think that you can decide what is information and disinformation, but this is – this, to me, is quite scary to take the next step of saying, here is some information that may be bad in its impact from our judgment, even though the facts themselves are true. So we're not just we're not just censoring things that are wrong. We're censoring some things that are right that we don't want to get out there. Because that's, of that's going way down the road toward government censorship. Because it promotes vaccine hesitancy. Right. They are defining malinformation here as exaggerated or misleading misleading i'm telling you the right thing bless you oh. went for the wrong button you went you for the right have... button but you leaned right into my shoulder right, you don't have like COVID or nothing do you not that i know of okay <laughs> sorry okay but uh, i've had that that came on quick um but yeah uh exaggerated which means it's true but we're emphasizing the wrong thing perhaps or misleading it's true, but it comes to the wrong conclusion. It's true, but yes, leads you where we don't want you to go. Yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead, Steve. Next story. Uh, just a note: um, Mitch McConnell fell last night at. Already mentioned it. See, did we? Yeah. Next I don't story. Know that he's out of the hospital yet. Yeah. Did you talk about the DeSantis uh, book thing? No. Well, Ron DeSantis is pushing back against. Oh yes, we did. We did. I'm sorry, what? Governor DeSantis. Uh, you're, you're, yes, we did talk about that. I'm I sorry. Listen. I thought I you were talking about his Twitter files. I thought you were talking about his uh, his book that he's not put out. not the no. textbooks in Florida. The textbooks. Uh, okay, uh, I was out through I was, my I was, list. I was, I was, if we're going to run out of stories, we got we can. There, you know, no, I've got three more. Oh, so go. We'll stretch we them talk, out. Talk about one of them for for you know twenty. 18 minutes or so. Okay, go. All right, let's talk about this. There's a uh, new show on HBO. It's called The Last of Us. Now, it's based on a video game, I hear, and I don't watch it. I don't recommend it, the game or the HBO series based on it, but it's a post-apocalyptic show, and it depicts a Christian preacher who is a crazed cannibal villain, and they he preaches... The scripture uses scripture to justify cannibalism and sexual abuse. And uh, so they, this, by the way, I'm hearing that the religious perspective that they put in this, this anti-religious perspective they put in the show, is not in the game. But they have decided, HBO, to pick on Christians as uh Yeah, now I've never zombie. played the game and never watched the show. So you have to take this with a... A grain of salt, I guess, is the right way of, of saying it. But from what I've read about this show, The Last of Us, and this uh, thread of plot idea of the cannibals being Christians and quoting Scripture, that their explanation at HBO was we just wanted to provide a little more backstory because a game is going to be fairly shallow in its storyline so if you're going to trans translate that into a television show that's going to go on for weeks and weeks and weeks you do have to add some material and give backstory but why they chose to make this person a christian point uh they didn't make him a muslim okay didn't make him a buddhist yeah so it's clear to me that the reason they did that is because it's easy to take pot shots at christians because the 
news media and much of Hollywood, and not all of the media either, much of those two institutions are very secular. Yeah. So let's hate on the Christians for a while. Indeed. Um, hey, did you guys talk about Mark Adams, the Texas Tech men's basketball coach? We did not. Well, let's do. Why don't we? All right. Um, so he was the he's a fairly new coach at Texas Tech, and he was uh, talking to his players, and he was telling his players that in life, everybody has a boss. Everybody has somebody that they have to respect. He's the coach. They have to respect him when it comes to what happens on the court. And he used scripture to justify this or to point it out. And one of the verses he used referred to there being a master and a servant. Well, that's racially insensitive. Going, you know, they, oh, slavery. Oh, and so he has been forced or he has stepped down because they made such a big deal of this. He doesn't want to be a distraction to the team, he says. I, he was. I'm sure he was invited, invited to step to down, leave. Yeah, this this I, I don't I don't know what uh, anymore. It's hard to to know what to say about the the foolishness that's going on. This is from uh, the woke crowd. From the woke crowd, this is a New Testament reference. I have heard sermons before trying to translate in. Uh, let's say for 2023, uh, Ray will give you a, a shot at this. You're going to do some preaching. We're going to let you handle this too. But, you know, if you're trying to translate what the Apostle Paul is saying in Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians 5 maybe, where he's talking about the responsibility to obey those in authority. Yes, there 2,000 years ago there was slavery all over the world. It wasn't just white people. Okay? Um, and so Paul was saying, because that's the way the world worked, that – the slaves should obey the master, and you you hear sermons trying to get some sort of parallel for an employee being responsible, respecting the authority of the employer, and for people to lose their minds over this, Ray, just shows not only their the level of biblical illiteracy, but also the fact that these people can't string together two thoughts logically uh, without losing their minds. Well, number one, nobody is saying this fellow at Texas Tech who, quote, resigned was a bad basketball coach. Nobody's saying that. I think, he, I think he was doing a good job there to use those verses as an excuse. I mean, basically every sermon I've ever heard and at every sermon I've ever preached on that text makes exactly the jump that you said exactly that we are not living today in a slave master world the way they were 2,000 years ago, but the principles directly apply into the workplace. Everybody preaches that exactly the same way. So there's nothing wrong with what the coach did. Uh, I guess these days, if you're going to be a coach at, uh, uh, if you're going to be a coach at any, at any public institution, you're going to have to be careful about quoting scripture because anything you say can and will be used against you. But l let me just be clear. What he said was appropriate. It was true. It was right. And he is a victim of the cancel crowd. What, what, what they're implying here for the people who go after the coach on this, you're a, uh, you're, especially since he's a white fella, you're using a, a, a master slave quote from the Bible to talk about work ethic. Is that what it was? Or how, uh, that kind mm -hmm. of uh, respect authority. for authority. Respect for authority. And therefore, 
you're embracing slavery by doing that. You're you're that it, well, white coach, black players. I think right. is, is yeah. They so said there, he was therefore, you're in, therefore you you uh, you're, you're saying slavery is okay. That I'm, that that's, that's I'm the master of my players. Fired, yeah. Huh? That I'm the master of my players. Yeah. It's it, that that's what they're impugning him. Is that the right word? Yeah. With, with just absolute silliness. By the way, is there any more on the Deion Sanders story out of uh, the University of Colorado? Because remember, he yeah. was he, he was using right. Bible he verses. Got, he got called in. And the, last uh, I heard, freedom he, from religion people went after him and tried to get him to stop. Last I heard, out. he got uh, caught. He got called in. He went to training, and uh, they reached some sort of. I, I he didn't apologize. I doubt he'll stop using. He's not the no, kind of person. He, the words he used were. I mean, this he guy prayed or something, didn't he? Follower of the Lord. Yeah. Huh? I, mean, I they do, were pretty I, strong. I do have a story to toss in here to kind of help Steve out here. With, Please, Ed. With stories. <laughs> and, and I'm going to toss this and I to have Ray. One too. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing this for two, two stories in a, in a row, Ray. This is a story. It's on Fox News. This is interesting. I've read it. There's not a whole lot of information here. I'm not making any claims about this, but I do want Ray to address the dangers of the occult and occult practice. Because here's the headline Dozens of Colombian girls hospitalized with anxiety after playing with Ouija board. Now, apparently in Colombia, there is uh, a, a lot of uh, either mixing of religion with the occult or enjoying the occult. But this says 28 schoolgirls were hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with Ouija boards at their school. In Colombia, the girls reportedly suffered signs of fainting, anxiety, other symptoms at this education institution in Galeras, um, and they were admitted to a hospital. Okay, and the story says this happened uh, before. Uh, Ray, I, I, it, it's possible that they ate something and sure. had a a physical reaction. But just talk just for a moment, and then we'll come back to kind of the real news of the day. It is never advisable to mess around with Ouija boards or tarot cards or any of these kind of things, even if you think you're just having fun as a group of teenagers, right? Look, I can remember. I can remember the Ouija board from my growing up years. I can be a, remember being at some parties, people bring out the Ouija board and, you know, weird things would happen that you, know, you that, that little, whatever that little thing was, would kind of start sliding around the board. Yeah. And, you know, you always do it when the lights are down and you make it real spooky and scary. Let's just say this. The, the, the Christian insight on this is that there is good and there is evil. And evil is real. And not just that God is real, but the devil is real. And the power of darkness is real. Paul said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers against the spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. And, you know, in my Bible reading project, I've been going through, Ed, these Old Testament passages where God lays down the law to his people. You are not to go to spiritists. You are not to go to mediums. You're not to go to witches. In fact, if they are found in your midst, you're to put them to death. You're not to go to necromancers, people who claim they can talk to the dead and things like that. You are to trust in the Lord your God. Let me just say, that Satan is real, his power is real, and he is making a bid for this generation through perverse sexuality, through some of these games, through these video games, which 
uh, through the when, when you add in the demonism, the the perverse sexuality, the drug use, that's a very powerful spiritual uh, cocktail that's going to poison and is poisoning the lives of millions of our young people. So I take this, I, I would tend to take this story and say, no, this was some kind of encounter from the dark side that God in his word repeatedly warns us against. I'm just going to tell you that was well said. Really well done. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You know what? Because that was so, so well done. You, you got, you need to go to Florida. Take a little, take a little time. <laughs> take a little trip. Take a little. Uh, anyway. I'll, All right. I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, I want to toss that in. Uh, Thank you. All right. Uh, we have, uh, we got four minutes. Okay. Real quick. The uh, liberal uh, celebrities are going after Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Of course, nobody, he, he might announce he's going to run for president. So they're, they're going to be preemptive, but they're going right for the Hitler hit. Oh yeah. They don't wait, huh? What? This, oh, Already? Yeah. oh yeah. They don't waste any time. Uh, ABC's general hospital star. I don't, I don't watch the show and I don't know this actor or actress. Her name is Nancy Lee Gron, G-R-A-H-N. She tweeted, uh, about Ron DeSantis talking about what he did with the books there. Yeah. You know, t- talking about how sexually explicit they were and kids weren't going to be, have those in Florida. She says she tweeted, uh, DeSantis is just getting started. The guy is a twisted sadist. If he is free to do as he pleases, he will end up making Hitler seem nice. Wow. Now, I'm just guessing that Miss Gron, yeah. I don't know if she's a miss or a missus or what, or Mister. probably knows next to nothing about Hitler, except as an insult. Uh, th- these A lot of these actors and actresses, a lot of them haven't even finished high school. Now, maybe she's a genius. Maybe she graduated from Harvard. I don't know. She's going but for if, the- if she's comparing DeSantis to Hitler, she knows nothing about him. She's going to say he he will end up making Hitler seem nice. Hitler Hitler murdered six thousand Jews Six, in concentration million. camp. This is how flippant uh, the left is. These li- many of them, not all of them. Some of them are sane. They don't make uh, she's, accusations like she's this. saying. That not wanting children to be yes. exposed to sexually explicit books is like murdering six million Jews in the gas chamber. Yes, and she's a celebrity in Hollywood that is, you know, what I, wickedness? Yeah, that you know, I'm, she she is a far lefty. Of course, there are a lot of them in Hollywood. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to point out they if Governor DeSantis decides to run. And they're already starting. They're going to come after him. By they, I mean the left and the liberal media. You see what? Uh, what was her? What was her name? The uh, NBC report, Andrea Mitchell, already right, saying that he Mitchell. he's opposed to right. books that teach against slavery. Right. Yeah. Of course, that wasn't she that had was to a walk lie. That back, so. I just want to say they went right for the, but they're going right for the Hitler from the beginning. Uh, go ahead, Steve. You had a good news, a good feel, feel good story to end on. Um, I was going to talk about reparations in California. We could say that till tomorrow. That's not feel good <laughs> i thought you had something about a grand great 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 grandma oh we can well, we're out of that. time save it for tomorrow we will it's well for monday yeah we got trivia friday tomorrow monday is a great 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 grandma who has like 238 238 great great grandchildren <laughs> and uh one great 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 grandchild there's a picture with six we'll, generations 
Tim, and you think you have a hard time remembering names, your grandkids? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Thank you, Ray. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you. See you in two or three weeks. All right. uh, Thanks to Ed, Steve, Chris, Brent. Is that everybody? And you, folks, for listening to today's issues. We appreciate you. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for Trivia Friday. 